Hey guys, welcome to Just Don't Know, the podcast where me and Jess watch a movie or something, and then we discuss it afterwards. Or something. Or something. My name's Kyle. And I'm Jess. And today we are going to watch Impractical Jokers, the movie. Sounds awesome. Uh, I know you've seen the TV show before. Yes. It's like Big fan of the TV show. It's hilarious. hilarious. Jinx. Ah, Fuck. All right, Jess. Um, what would your guess be that the film would be about? Um, I mean, based off like what you know about the Impractical Jokers, if they like, if they were to make a movie about okay. the Impractical Jokers, okay. what would be like the plot? My, my first assumption, yeah. Just because I'm pretty basic, my first thought would be just like a longer version of like their TV show. Sure. Pulling the same kind of like little pranks and stuff. It's but like I Bad f- Trip kind of. No, see, because I would have gone right with the TV show where there's no plot line to it. Okay. But because we watched Bad Trip, I'm thinking it'd probably some- be something more along that line. Just, you know, not to the extreme Eric Andre went to. Yeah, not inappropriate. Yeah. Or like, sorry, not like guys. Actually, no, that's not true. All right, yeah, I guess so. All right, so what? Like, what's the plot then? Like, every movie needs to have a fucking plot. So, what's like, what is the plot to the Impractical Jokers movie? Well, um, we're gonna say maybe something to do with when they were younger, because the premise is that they are all like high school friends. Sure. So maybe they'd be like. They're doing something like that, but they're too old to do that, so maybe that's dumb. Well, I mean, movies are like an hour and 20 minutes long, and you have plenty of time to, like, tell a long story. Yeah, yeah, I guess they could, like, start out with them as kids, kind of set up their friends. I don't know, some shit happens. Maybe they drift apart and have to come back together for, like, this crazy adventure. Or they're all just kind of, like, bored with their lives, so they do, like, a crazy road trip or some shit. I don't know. Well, you know what? We're going to find out. I love your guess. I love I love your attitude. I love your energy. <laughs> I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to watch this movie. All right. All right. So we just watched uh, Impractical Jokers, the movie. Yes, we did. What did you think of it, Jess? Uh, I liked it. Yeah, Um, I thought that the... Um... The acting was kind of terrible mm. at the beginning and at the end, but all the skits in the middle were, they were fun. Well, before we dive into it, let's, uh, can you give us a quick plot summary of what the movie was about? Uh, so they sneak into a Paula Abdul concert in high school. They kind of ruin the whole concert. Uh, they run into her years later as adults. She gives them tickets to one of her new concerts and they decide to go to try and make amends for the one they messed up that it didn't make sense to me yeah i was like okay whatever uh but she only gave them three tickets so mm. on the road trip down to florida they decided to do the um what's it called like hidden camera gag thing practical jokers yeah the impractical yeah. jokers thing and whoever the big loser was from that doesn't get to go to the concert yes all right so right off the bat they're they're all equal you know what I'm saying? They're all the like they're all the impractical jokers. Why yes. was Q the narrator? That one I'm not hundred percent sure on. I I didn't get it. Yeah, and that was like this movie didn't need to be narrated. 
No, not no. really. No, he didn't bring anything to the narration. It was pretty stupid. So you know how uh, it starts off where he's driving and there's the hula girl named Stacy? Yes. I actually Googled like who Stacy was and I found out the backstory to that. Okay, let's hear it. So you know how there's that podcast on the Smodcast Network by Kevin Smith called Tell Him Steve Dave? That I was telling you that there, I was telling you before there was a podcast with uh, Walt Flanagan, Brian, Brian Johnson, and there was a third guy. Yes. Before I knew about Impractical Jokers, like this guy Brian Quinn is on their podcast with them. So Stacy is also on the podcast, and her joke was she was really mic shy. So for the longest time, fans didn't know if she was real or not. That's it. The Stacy from like the Stacy is based off a lady named Stacy that was okay. a producer on the podcast. Uh, Tell them Steve Dave. At the concert, I feel like we see the birth of Larry. Yes, because um, yeah. how they decided to break into this Paula Abdul concert is they. Got like security badges and security coats and they kind of snuck in. And on the walkie-talkie, they were like, everything's fine here. And then the guy on the other end's like, what? Where's Larry? Yeah, you like how the bouncer or whatever you want to call him, the doorman's like, I'll allow it. What do you mean you'll allow it? Either they're the security or they're not the security. Yeah. What do you mean you'll allow it? Like, does he know that they're trying to sneak in and he's just like, I don't give a shit? I mean, maybe. I think a better movie would have been like, you know what it was? It felt like... There was a lot of notes of the movie that kind of fell to the wayside and they forgot to film it. Because it would have worked better if, like, when they were in, like, high school and they were mucking around at the Paola Abdul concert, if somebody saw them doing it and was like, you guys are genius, I would pay, like, I work for TBS and I want to make a show for you guys. Or something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I don't get how them being assholes at a Paola Abdul concert was their origin story. How was that the Impractical Joker's origin story? See, what I think it was, was when they asked Murr to go get her number, and he just, he did it. Yeah. And he was actually getting it. I think that's more so where wow. they got the idea, because they were like, wow, this this idiot actually did it. So they're like, we should get each other to do stuff? That's what you're saying? Yeah, they were probably like, this would be funny. Let's get each other to do stupid things and embarrass one another. Because like the irony of it all is, like if you're going to do a Practical Jokers movie with the origin story, do the real origin story. They were all in an all-boys school, and they couldn't meet girls unless they joined the drama club. Oh, is that, like, legit yes, what happened? Yes, that's what happened. Oh. So why not, like, why did you have to do, like, this all this extra silly nonsense? Maybe because that made for a better movie? It didn't. I'll tell you right now, it didn't. It, 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 like, like I mean, just, it wasn't terrible, but it could have been better. See, I don't even know if I could properly review this movie, because I love being practical. We watch it every fucking day in this house. Yeah. On a crazy loop. We memorize yeah. scenes, so like we're not the right people to give an unbiased <laughs> review of this movie. Not in the slightest. <clears throat> that being said, I have an unbiased review of this movie. You ready? Okay. Here's my review. Every every episode I do a review, here's my review. I'll get it, get it out of the way. Review. Uh, it was good enough, but wasted potential. They should have had more stuff like the tiger and the airplane stuff. Yeah. Where this is like the unhinged, unhook, like uncensored Impractical Jokers. Yeah. Like the shit you can't see on TV. That's how I feel like it should have been done. There should have been more celebrities in it. There was only like a handful of celebrities. It wasn't filmed well. Like, I don't know who the director was, but he didn't do a good job. Like, the show looked tighter and like better than the film. Uh, but I love the Jokers, so I'm sure I'll watch it again. Ten out of, uh, 7 out of 10. That's my review. Uh, I do feel like it had the potential to be a lot better than it was. That being said, because I like the Impractical Jokers, I did enjoy the movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. They could have got more celebrities on. Maybe had a celebrity like in on it. I mean, the Jaden Smith one was hilarious. Yeah, so why don't we go through the celebrity appearances real quick. 
because there's only like four. So they had Paula Abdul was excited to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like the antagonist of the film. Sort of, yeah. Because she gives them like when she bumps into the boys like in the Red Lobster like ten years or forty years later or however long ago because they're old ass men. We'll she, say like twenty years. We'll say twenty years. She's a huge fan of the Practical Jokers, so she gives them like three tickets. And that's what, like, starts them off. And at the, by the end of the film, uh, she remembers them as the assholes who ruined her concert. So she, like, attacked them, right? Yes. Joey Fatone's in it. The third most popular fucking NSYNC member. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was stupid. Yeah. Will Ferrell's in it, but he has no lines. He's just literally eating a sandwich in the background. I watched the film with Dino, and I had to rewind and show him again. He missed it. Maybe uh, fill people in on who Dino is. Dino's my best friend who... Uh, who loves him? We we I go to his house sometimes. We we just sit there and we we laugh about impractical jokers all the time while watching it. Yeah, like you said, they spend like a good ten minutes of the film setting up the plot, and you can tell that you can tell what's acting and what's like real because the the jokers aren't the greatest actors. No, they they are not actors. No, Joe is smiling the entire time, which makes me want to go back and watch. Is he always smiling? Is he like playing a deranged character because he's like an impractical joker? Maybe. Like, when we go back and watch the show, tell me if you ever notice him frown or anything. So I'm starting to wonder, like, was that, like, an acting tick? Or is Joe just always smiling in the show? I really think he's always smiling. Mm-hmm. And he's always, like, got the crazy eyes on. Always got the crazy. In this house, in our house, guys, fucking, we're, we're a hashtag Team Joe. Yeah. All Joe the is the best Joker. Joe is the best Joker. May not be our favorite, but no. he is the best, undeniably. Who's your favorite? I think Sal. Sal's my favorite, too, yeah. Yeah. He's the worst Joker. He's the worst, but... He's the most expressive. Yeah. And, like, some of the things he refuses to do, it's like, dude, just fucking do it. And uh, I think because at the end of the day, it's like, what's more important, like, doing the competitions or making the audience laugh? Like, who, what makes you a better joker? Yeah, yeah. You know, and Sal makes me laugh. Well, also, Sal has, like, this huge laundry list of phobias. Yeah. Which all the jokers play on. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little pansy. So, one weird thing, if we're going to just, like, pick on the film for a sec... Uh, in the first 10 minutes, Sal had a, a camera, like a cam- camcorder. Yeah, and he was asking that girl to say hi to his dad. Yeah. And that never got mentioned again. I know, right? I was waiting for him to, like, bring the camera back at the end or something like that. But, like, his whole character's identity for the first 10 minutes is the guy with the camera. And, th- see, right there, like, he had a camera. Why didn't he film, like, I'm saying there's a better movie in there. Like, if Sal would have filmed Joe, like, fucking up the Paula Abdul concert, they could have, like sell the tape to TBS, yeah. and that's how they could have got the show started. Yeah, or even, like, videotape Murr going and asking for Paula's number. Yeah. Uh, here's some recurring jokes I found out. I noticed. Uh, there's a few more. Maybe you'll remember. There's... Joe keeps saying Hype Man. Because he want, I guess he wants to he wants to see Paula Abdul's Hype Man or something. Whatever that means. Because he keeps... Because he wants to hype up the, the audience for, like... Oh, yeah, that's why he went out on the stage initially. But, like, that was a weird, like, character, like, journey that, like, was stupid. Because he's like, oh, Caesar had a hype man. You need a hype man. And then by the end... Who was Caesar's hype man? They never said. Jeff. Who the fuck is Jeff? I don't know. Who is Jeff the Dragon? Uh, they keep saying sandbag. And ball bag. That, that was, was it. Ball thing. bag. Maybe I'm thinking of ball bag, not sandbag. They kept saying ball bag. Also, another recurring joke that actually is kind of interesting is the Murr's room joke. Okay. Remember each time... Yes. They... Yeah. Yeah, um, every time they, like, go to Murr's hotel room, there's something crazy happening. Like, one one scene, he's like, 
doing a spin class. With a bunch of ladies, yeah. With yep. a bunch of ladies. Another one, it's like a bunch of old people partying. Yeah, it's like a fancy, classy party for old people. Yeah. And then like another one is, it's like a rave type thing where he's got like a bubble machine filling yeah. the room with stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, for that one, how much should they have to pay for that? Because like that would have destroyed the hotel room. The movie cost, I can't remember, you could check for me. It cost between three to five million dollars. It was really cheap to make. It's rated G. Uh, which is weird. Sal gets the only fuck in the whole film. He says it when they're all fighting. Uh, one cool thing about and that... And they bleeped it out. Did they bleep it out? Pretty sure they bleeped out all the cussing. No, they did bleep, bleep out a bunch of it, but there's one point... Which, right off the bat, like that's that's TV stuff. You don't beep things out in movies. I no. hate that shit. You don't censor shit in movies. You cut the scene if it doesn't work. Yeah. I'm here yes. to watch a film. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I don't want to fucking hear beeping. Yeah. Like... When you watch TV, that's expected. But in movies, no. Mm-hmm. No. Just to like uh, elaborate on Jess's Will Ferrell thing, what it was was uh, the film was uh, produced by Funny or Die, uh, the website created by Will Ferrell. And there's a scene where Murr is just walking down the street sad, and there's these ladies talking. I think they're like, oh, it's Murr from Practical Jokers. And Will Ferrell's like in the, the far, far back. Like, if you blink, you'll miss it. And he's just eating like a taco or some shit real slow and like mundanely. That, 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 that's it. Like, he doesn't look to the camera. He doesn't do anything funny. No. And I think I think that was, like, the funniest, funniest part. Funniest part. Yeah, that was hilarious. Because, like, I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for Will Ferrell to, like, get up and do something, but... Yeah, he just sat there. Which, is, in my opinion, is, like... It's just, you know Will Ferrell's a fan of them. He's like, I just want to be in the movie. Let me, let me be in this thing. <laughs> I'll produce it. I didn't get a, check to, a chance to check it, but... Uh, Q does say he saw Forrest Gump two weeks ago. Yes. Forrest Gump came out in July of, of 1994. The The opening is 1994, when you were one years old. Yeah, and you were how no, old? No, 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 how old I am. How old were you again? I don't think I was born yet, to be honest. Oh, right, yeah, because I'm so much older than yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't have an age. I'm, I, I, I appeal you're, to, you're timeless. I appeal to people from 16 to 49, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once you give it, and like with that baby face, you could really fit in anywhere. But then when I get grumpy and like age thirty years, just like, yeah, fucking yeah. So I don't know if that Forrest Gump reference lines lines up properly. Because um, I always thought it was the end of the school year, and they're in the states, so doesn't like their school year end like the end of May, beginning of June? Was that the was that what was happening? They were going to the Palo Duel concert to celebrate school being out. That's what i got yeah like for sure mer was getting out of school yeah so i mean maybe it did happen in september no i think it was the end of school because they didn't like sal say it was they didn't sal's dad say like go out and have fun like for a change why would you say that it's that's yeah if it's the middle of like february also i noticed that there were a couple songs in there that you said were released in the 2000s and it's like in a movie that's supposed to be set in a certain time period make make sure that it works uh, I'm not mistaken. I think it might have been the 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 Joker song. Was like <coughs> Joker is a wanted man. They played that during the riot scene uh, in 1994's Paula Abdul. Yeah, and it pisses me off because they like you know like Sal's wearing a Nirvana shirt. They're playing. Uh, it, what was that song they played? Ecstasy, motherfucker. XMF band. EMF. Yeah, EMF. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. That's what it was. Yeah, they kept. They was playing. They start the movie off with unbelievable. Q looks at the camera. Because they like they're old, they're old as fuck, and they're supposed to play um, high school students. And he's like, just go with it, which I thought was kind of like funny. Here's like a little fun fact for you: <clears throat> There's a movie called Private Parts. It stars Howard Stern, and 
in the first scene of Howard, it's it's based on an autobiography about Howard Stern's life. So the first part of it, he's a he's a high school student, right? The movie opens up where Howard Stern is in high school and he looks at the camera and he says essentially like, just go with it. Okay. But here's the weird part. Murr was in that movie. Really? He was in Private Parts. It was his first acting gig ever. I googled it. So oh, Wikipedia. that's interesting. So it, it would almost be like a clever homage if they had Murr say it. Yeah. Which I think we, you and I can safely agree, Murr had the best like reveal when he when he walks out of school and he's got that full head of hair. Yeah. And he loves it. He's like dressing it like it's his most prized possession. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, you don't know what's in store for you. Yeah, because like anytime you do an origin story where one of the characters, like one of the characters is bald, you're gonna do it one or two ways. Either he's always been bald, and that's the joke. Like you have Murr being like a little boy bald. You know what? What? Sorry, my parents actually had a friend in high school. Mm-hmm. Who started going bald in grade 10. So, like, that is a thing. It can happen. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I knew, I knew a guy I worked at Charlie Ronix with. He started going bald when he was in high school, too. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that poor man. See, it's funny. I guess he was in such denial. Because when I when I said it to him, I was like, dude, doesn't that suck? He's like, no, I can just get into fucking bars without being ID'd. It's like, yeah, it's appealing for, like, three years, dude. Like, once you're an adult man, Which like... Which funny because, like, that's, that's what happened was this friend would go and buy the alcohol because he was bald. Yeah. So nobody ID'd him. I wouldn't ID a bald man. That's yeah. weird. Right? I don't care how much of a baby face you have. You're bald. <laughs> yeah, so you can do it one or two ways. They can do it like Tenacious D where like Kyle Gass has always been bald. Yeah. And that's the joke. Or have it where like with Murr where he like loves his fuck. You can tell he loves his hair. He's like playing with it and shit like that. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear some fun facts? Are you mm. in the mood to feel like have a fun time? Let's hear some fun facts. I am ready for it. All right. I got some for you. Fucking each time Murr opened his hotel door to reveal his room the other guys had no idea what they had uh set up inside oh okay so like that was their genuine reactions to Murr's door being open they're like what the fuck? yeah do you have a list of everything because i feel like there was four things that happened but we only saw two no, no we saw three we only saw three because there's each three jokers Joker. yeah. yeah okay yeah. i actually i forgot the bubble one too much i was waiting for you to mention that one because i was like what was the third one so they're obviously in a car for the road trip they're trying to get across country <laughs> To see Paul Abdul, what license plate say? Oh God, I don't remember now. L R Y. Oh yeah, the license plate said Larry. Yeah. Larry. Due to the worldwide COVID breakout in 2020, temporarily shutting down movie theaters, many films such as this one were released early for home download. The digital mm-hmm. copy was released on. Can you guess what day they would release it? April first. April first, 2020. Ooh, look at me go. Babe, you're the best at guessing. You even guess which, like, because, like, there's three um, tickets. And one Joker's not making it. And just, like, without even, like, seeing how things are going down, she figured out it was going to be Murr who didn't get the fucking ticket. Well, I just used deductive reasoning. Then why wouldn't you guess Sal? Because Sal was too obvious of a choice. But they, I feel like they might, no, so yes. But they, at the same time, I feel like the movie, as a film, it was setting up not good, not good. So you know I told you earlier that uh, Brian Quinn, like the Tell Him Steve Day podcast? Yeah, yeah, you were telling me about that. So a longtime friend of Q shot scenes for the film. These scenes are ultimately cut. Oh, I wonder why. Probably for time. Maybe. It's not called the Impractical Brian's movie, so. <laughs> Remember there was a guy beside her the whole time yeah. who threw the stuff? Did you recognize him at all? No. He's Casey Jots. A longtime comedian producer for Practical Jokers. So he's been on the show before. And then finally, um, when Q rides into the parking lot on horseback, Cell yells, Welcome to the party, pal. This is a famous line from 
Die Hard. Okay. Yeah. I, I've never seen Die Hard, so I didn't get that. you never seen Die Hard? No, I've never seen Die it's Hard. It's the best Christmas film ever made, hands down. Okay. So maybe we should watch Die Hard? Sal should have lost because from the beginning of the film, uh, it was set up that Sal would lose. Because like the first scene, once they jump back into present time, is him doing a, um, what's it called when they lose stuff? A punishment. Yeah, he has to be like Santa in July. Yes. So, like, I feel like they either should have had him be the loser or make a point to be like, oh, isn't it weird that Murr lost? Because you guessed Murr, but I'm pretty sure Murr, like, I was wrong, but I thought Murr had the second most wins after Joe. But I think it goes Joe, Q, Murr, then Sal. Yeah. Well, one note that I feel like we haven't um, brought up uh, is they kept saying, mentioning season five, how season five was, like, terrible and we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, did you end up Googling what happened in Season 5? I did. I did Google. I Googled what was wrong with Season 5, and there's nothing wrong with Season 5. It was just a joke. Okay. It doesn't mean anything. That, and then they brought it up again later. Okay. Oh, Dino. Perfect. Hey, Dino. How's it going? Pretty good. We're just doing uh, an episode of Just Don't Know, uh, Impractical Jokers the Movie. Nice. And uh, you and I watched it recently, so I was wondering if there was anything uh, you wanted, you thought was worth mentioning. Have you talked about the Joe Cave Dweller part yet? No, no we haven't, we though we should have. That was hilarious. That we, we mentioned it actually for the podcast. That was by far our favorite scenes. That was amazing. Yeah. What were some of your favorite scenes from the Impractical Joker movie? Shell getting locked in a room. With the they tiger? They were overnight, didn't they? I don't think he was in, with, you mean with the tiger? Yeah. No, I think it was just for like 15 minutes, but it was still pretty funny. He was flipping out. Yeah. I was expecting him to piss himself at any second. That, that was a wild <laughs> scene because it's, even if it was tamed, it's still a tiger. It could go crazy at any moment. Is there anything that you noticed about the movie that was different about the show that they probably should have um, changed about the movie, making it more similar to the show? Yeah, well, they, they didn't really do the show's format. The pranks were sort of, if you want to call them that, they were sort of like a side thing for the movie. The movie was mostly about the plot, but they're not really good actors. You know what I mean? Yeah, we definitely. Like yep, we definitely brought that up earlier for sure. There. Did you notice that Joe was smiling throughout the whole fucking movie? Yeah, like I, I didn't know if they wanted me to take. Like, were they playing characters or were they playing themselves or both? I didn't really get it. Yeah, once it went from being scripted to like live, like live action, if you will, they their whole personas changed. Yeah. They're definitely not actors. They're definitely not actors. Well, Dino, before I let you go, is there any final thoughts you had about uh, the... Oh, oh, remember <laughs> we fucking called the the, the, uh, the boat. Remember that? Oh, that was hilarious. So we were, we were sitting there and watching the show, and the boat popped up with a number. So I thought I would pause the movie and tell Kyle, because <laughs> I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I, I told Kyle... Hey man, you should call this number, see if they'll answer, like, see if it's a legit number or whatever. So the number on the side of the boat that the Impractical Jokers were riding for one of the pranks. Yeah. And Kyle called the number, and someone actually picks up. And, uh, we were just wondering, was your boat used on Impractical Jokers? The lady on the other side said, she had sort of a, like, southern accent. She said, yeah. And then Kyle was like, okay, cool, thanks, and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the end of it. Was it North Dakota? Where was it? It was North something, I right? I think, I think so. I completely forgot, to be honest. I'm pretty sure the boat was, I think the company was called the Twisted Sisters. They had, they, 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 she had like a southern accent, so I don't, like a, not southern, like a country accent, so I don't know. 
You're right, Dino. You and I are like we're like impractical jokers ourselves. That's a good that's a good comparison. I like that. Which one would you be? Uh, well, you're Sal, right? Why am I Sal? Why'd you give me the? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I fine. Think I'm more like you. Yeah, okay. You be Q, I'll be Murr, I guess. Or no, I'm Joe because I I do anything. I feel like I would. Uh... No, who would I be? I think you. I think you'd be Joe. Okay. Okay. Who's Jess? Uh, Jess is Sal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Jess is Sal. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I'm going to let you go, Dino. But before I do, is there any last thoughts you had about the Impractical Jokers movie? Uh, not really. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Of course, bro. We always love... Anytime you want to come on, just let us know. We'll, we'll talk to you later, okay? Okay, cool. All right, see you later, Dino. See you, man. Have fun. Thank you. I don't have to ask this because I think we, we it's kind of anonymous. Your favorite scene? Definitely Joe in the cave. I don't know if that was a... Po- like, that was the worst part of the, It's It's fine, but like... The show's format is so clear, and the movie's format is so confusing. Because, like, was that Joe's punishment? Was, like, if he didn't do that, would he get a thumbs down? Maybe it was they could only do that for, like, a certain amount of time. So they only had the time for one Joker. So they decided it would be Joe. Yeah, maybe. Just because, like, he would be the best at it. It was so fucking funny. It was. (laughs) I think a big part is, I'm sure if we had the DVD, we'd find the deleted scenes. I'm sure they they, they edited it down for the movie. But, like, for example, uh, there was the boat one where we only saw three Three. of the four Jokers do the boat scene. Where they had to uh, convince... They were on a boat with, like, two or three other people. And they had and there was someone who needed to get on the boat, like, who was shipwrecked. And they had the Joker had to convince everyone else not to let the person on the boat. Yeah. We never saw Sal do it. What was your least favorite scene? That's really hard to say. I think mine was... My least favorite scene was the Paula Abdul scene. Uh, the first one when Joe got on, on the stage and was like, white people, blacks... Pregnant ladies! Yeah, because yeah. it was weird and like didn't... like cringy. yeah, he, Yeah, it was cringy. It was the only cringy... Uh, no, it was a very cringy movie, actually. I don't um, know. I think it was the cringiest. Yeah. I think if I, if I was not in a fan of Impractical Jokers and this was my first introduction to them... I would be like, I'm not watching this shit. Why are you making me watch this, Hicks? This is crap. Probably the Paula Abdul scenes, because, like, I don't know. I just, I didn't like them. I didn't like the acting. I didn't see a point to having it. I feel a lot of scenes existed, so they could exist. Like, Sal talking to his dad. That wasn't funny, but Sal wanted his dad to be in the movie. And his mom was in the movie later on, too. Yeah. Uh, At least that was funny, though. Oh. Remember the one where Keo had to do the, um presentation and then it kept cutting to like clips of his parents like in a porno yeah that was pretty funny what would the sequel to the impractical jokers the movies be i feel like the obvious thing is like if it's they they toured across america right yeah so the sequel should be they tour across the world the world okay world tour yeah they practical jokers world tour they could definitely do that and then you have when they're in france you have like will ferrell eating like a baguette in the background Yes. Yeah. And it'd be fun to see because, like, yeah, they're big over here in North America, but, like, how would Europeans react to them? I mean, let's be honest. A lot of them would be, like, stupid Americans. Well, like, they're almost so... It's Stein seasons. They're almost at a point where they'd have to go uh, across the world so they won't get recognized. Yeah, yeah. They have to go to another country or something. I wouldn't be surprised if half the time they fucking, like do something on the show it gets ruined because everyone recognizes uh dino who was just on the podcast he actually told me there's a lebanese impractical joke a what lebanese impractical joke oh like a lebanese version of it yeah and i think they have a, a uk one maybe with like a, a girls in it like she's one of the four jokers okay so it really like those boys are fucking they're, they're ripped yeah almost every thing we watch i always come up with a fan theory 
Of course. I can't help it. So here's the th fan theory for my Impractical Jokers. You know Paula Abdul is a huge fan of the Impractical Jokers? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So much so that she gave them three backstage passes. And then at the end of the film, she gives them three... Plane tickets? So who do you think she was intentionally excluding? I don't think that's what's happening. I think she never forgot them. She knew who they were. She was just fucking with them the whole time? That's what it was. She's like, there's those fucking... She probably like saw the show one day and was like, are those little four assholes who like jumped on my stage back and in 94? my concert? Yeah, she saw them at the Red Lobster and she's like, here's my chance to fuck them up. Here's three tickets, boys. Like, have fun. It's like the episode of The, the Simpsons from season one where uh, Comic Book Man sells th the radioactive comic to Bart, Milhouse, and Martin. And they lose their fucking minds over this one comic because there's three boys, one comic, right? Yeah. And the comic book man is like laughing. He's like, oh, well, you guys, you pulled your money together, but you're, you, you fucked now. Uh, anything in your notes I didn't mention? Uh, no, we pretty much mentioned everything that was in my note. You know, I've, I've got Joe is too happy. Yeah. Like, it was kind of creepy how happy he was. Joe creeps me the fuck. He's like, I said this, we're driving home, like, I feel bad for his wife. Like, he's like so fucked up looking. Yeah, he's kind of scary looking. He's scary looking. He's got a weird pop belly. Like he's he literally like if you if you were to tell me that show, you find out like the last season of that show, it's been a huge elaborate like setup to like the Joker's origin story, and he's the Joker. I'd say yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah, yep. he's the Joker for sure. Practical Joker. Yeah, so I guess that's it for the Practical Joker the movie. One more thing that Jess do know. Uh, would you ever watch this movie again? Oh, I I know the answer actually, but would you ever watch this movie again, Jess? Yeah. Yeah. Because we watch YouTube clips of Impractical Jokers all day long and they slip in. Yeah, and I don't know, it was just, it was fun to watch. Uh, I remember at the end where Q is narrating, he goes, and it's during the climax of the film where, like, uh, they're trying to get out of the, the Apollo Duel concert in One Piece, and Q's like, this would be a good place to end the story. And it's like, no, it's not. No. This is, this is the worst place to end the story. What are you talking about? What the fuck is going on, Q? <clears throat> Don't read my notes. Those are personal and private. And all over the place. So. I'm confused. This is just this all, all work and no play makes Jessica a dull girl over and over again. Okay. Also, um, you see how it says red rum? Stand in the mirror. Okay, let me see. What, so red rum, you, the R is backwards. And then... Go stand in the mirror. Oh, murder. Shit. That's, <laughs> where did you get a typewriter from? I didn't know we owned a typewriter. I guess that's one movie you don't have to do, The Shining. All right, guys, that's it for me this week. You know, every week we pick a, a topic, usually a film, that Jess don't know, and then she does dud, dud, dud know. So uh, check me out on YouTube, Kyle, hi, XX for fan theory videos. Anything you want to plug, Jessica? I have a Twitch account. Oh, you have a Twitch account. What's it called? It's kind of messed up. It's J-L-A-F-I-Corn. Jalaficorn? Jalaficorn. Is that because, like... There's always corn in your shit? Why is it, why is it jalapa corn? It's a combination of my initials and the word unicorn. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. I love that. Two beautiful, two beautiful creatures. Aww, you're such a kiss ass. Fuck you, Kyle. So what can we, like, what can we see on this, this Twitch? Is it like... Uh... I mainly just Twitch me playing Pokemon Go. Okay. Uh, but since we moved, I haven't quite uh, gotten that back up and running, but... Oh yeah, we did move. We got a new house, guys. It's fucking awesome. We got this nice, uh, I don't want to say two-bedroom with a, a closet. Two-bedroom and a den. Or like an office. I guess that's more of an office. We put the baby in the office. You know what it, no, what it is, it's a three-bedroom apartment, but for some asinine reason, our landlord 
put the door off the one bedroom onto the other bedroom. So yeah, the baby's room, you have to go through our room to get to the baby's room. Yeah, so if you're coming to, to hurt our baby, oh, you're, you're not going to be able to. You have to get through us first. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Uh, see you guys next time. Peace out.